everybody, welcome to the Let's Snack Podcast. Your uh, famous, I don't know, famous isn't the right word. Your signature Jacksonville podcast about food, <laughs> like marketing, business. I like, like to we, think we're local celebrities because I'll tell you why after oh, our Oh, yeah, yeah. Snacks. Actually, that's a great story. But uh, we are here. Uh, we got Haley with the Chic Avocado. Hi, everybody. We got Evan and Hannah. Evan and... Me and Evan. Hannah with uh, Snacksonville. <laughs> And then we have Cody here with the Blazing Buffalo. You want to give the people a little little background info on what the Blazing Buffalo is before we get into it? Yeah, definitely. So Blazing Buffalo opened up about three years ago. Uh, we're a food truck in Jacksonville and Green Coast Springs. We were fortunate enough to have an explosive start when we, uh, when we opened. Uh, we were able to expand into Green Coast Springs, and we had a contract with Florida Blue. Um, yeah, I remember that. And then now we're kind of hunkering down in Dream Cove during the pandemic and mm-hmm. sending the truck out uh, a few nights a week to some St. John's neighborhoods. Yeah. So it's been pretty good, man. Yeah, and his food is uh, – I'm going to post some pictures for you all later, but I was, like, talking to Hannah earlier, and I was like, I could really go for that right now. 100%. <laughs> it does sound really good. Well, Speaking thank you, of thank you. things we could go for, what are we snacking on tonight, guys? We have some uh, dark chocolate uh, Oreos. Which is now my new favorite. Thanks They're for really you. good. <laughs> I've never had the dark chocolate. Do you guys ever parent trap it and put some and dip it in peanut butter or no? That That would would be real now. You're welcome. You're welcome for that. (laughs) Mm. I'm never this sassy this early. And then I thought it was going to be too much, but it's just just enough. It's just right. So we bought Trader Joe's almond butter almonds. Those are amazing, and they are amazing. And the reason I say that we're kind of celebrities now. Is we got stopped twice in Trader Joe's by two different people. Within like 10 minutes. That were like, oh, are you snacks at all? Like, wow, like, no one's ever stopped me and said, oh my God, are you the chic avocado? <laughs> are you serious? I, I guess people are just, I, I mean, know. I know some people that are be like, oh, I saw you at this place. And I'm like, well, why didn't you say hi? Yeah. I promise I'm be, nice. Might yeah. be a different demographic because the TikTok, these are all people from TikTok for the mm-hmm. most part. There's one dude from Instagram who stopped us. He was pretty cool. That was at Ram. Uh, but most of them are from TikTok, so they're younger, so they kind of are just like... Oh, yeah, that makes they're sense. They're pretty yeah. chill with it. <laughs> it used to be, like, if Evan was wearing his shirt, like, yeah, he definitely would get stopped by, this like, a 14-year-old or, like, younger TikTok people. But now it was like, oh, they actually know what he looks like. Yeah, it was cool. We yeah. like talking to people who That is pretty us. cool. Yeah. Well, y'all been getting out there. You guys got good content, so... Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. Um, You also have great content. Mm-hmm. Like, well, the food you. you serve contains things that I like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like people don't realize like how meticulous you are. Like that's from true. your content that's true. to you. how you serve everything. It's like, I mean, nearly, we talked about this with Avi last uh, time. It's like you want 99% of your orders to go out well. I feel like almost 101% of your orders go out <laughs> well. Thank you. I appreciate They're that. They're definitely like how you want it styled. I've never seen like a bad plate go out. Well, so. thank you. I really appreciate that. We work really hard and we have an awesome team that are that work really hard at that too. Um, they they know my expectations. Mm. So they, yeah, Grant uh, was talking about uh, <laughs> slave Shout driver the... Cody with uh, the, the trailer. Cleaners. I try to make it sound yep. nicer, but you're making it sound worse. Shout out to the homie Grant. We Grant, yeah. He Grant. has been with us for three years. He is the assistant to the regional manager. He's my Perfect. Well, he's my, the I guess, my second favorite. assistant to the assistant branch manager. <laughs> That's right. That's the right. Green Cove Springs <laughs> branch. <Yes. laughs> He is the assistant to the chicken man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> assistant chicken man. 
So what what made you even like want to do chicken? Like what? what? Where where did the no? Why did, where did you want to be the chicken man? Because his concept's unique in the sense that it's like it sound it doesn't sound like it's that crazy of an idea, but at the same time, like the way he branded it and uh, just the way like he decided to like put it out, it is very novel. Like he does fries on the bottom with chicken tossed and sauce on the top and he kind of like does a drizzle and it comes out looking really good. Where did that idea come from? Yeah, so it came from one time in San Diego. So okay. I was really? out there in 20 through from 2012 to 2014. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the wing shops, well, wing and ribs, ironically enough, um, they would sell buffalo fries, but they were okay. using like just boneless uh, wings that were just very heavy with the fritter. Okay. Um, oh, so over just like cheap fries, you know, like right. So not like more breading than chicken, e- exactly, and then frozen French fries, exactly. Okay. Like yeah. it was more of those where it's like, oh my gosh, it was and the best thing ever, yeah. but it had no like. Are you sure this is San Diego? Like this their food seems already like twenty years ahead of us. <laughs> I guess so. Okay. So we um so while I was out there with all the people I was with, we'd do like little fried chicken cook offs and ironically enough, like I stunk. Like I don't know how. But I think over those few years of just practicing, 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 um, I finally was able to nail a recipe when we were testing for Blazing Buffalo. So I decided to bring it out here to to do homemade fried chicken bites, to put the love and effort into it and then to add that Southern twist with mac and cheese bites, oh watermelon lemonade. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to kind of elevate everything. Different on a hot day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the mac and cheese still bites don't are... believe us when we say we blend it. Yeah. Like they just think we have like a syrup or something. I'm like, I'm that glad is you fresh water. It's really good. Mm-hmm. I remember there there were times on the food truck where you'd be like, they're out of watermelons. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I wish this wasn't a food podcast, so I, know, I right? wasn't starving every time we were sitting here. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel you. Were you so you were you like that kid where like he he didn't make the team and then you went and practiced at home? Sure, just, like, I guess we'll call just, it like, that. You worked on He's your comeback kid. Your fried chicken contest game. Chicken I did, I kid. did. I was like, I have chicken to win. I got to figure this out. And then some random guy stopped me on the street. He said, "This is the recipe. This is the secret." I'm just kidding. Yeah. And then he was like, wax on, wax on. And then, like, I turned around and he was gone. <laughs> he said, just kidding, but we're going with that story. So, you, so that was, that's where the concept came from. Correct. And then, from my memory, you started out in Ocala. Ocala, yep. I, I can't remember. Like <laughs> Here we go again. Yeah, that's, that's If someone Evan, trolls you, that's fine. That's a trademark Evan move, is to Ocala. pronounce things slightly. Oh, Wait, Ocala. is it Ocala? It's yeah. Ocala. It's a, it's a southern city. That's, at least you didn't say Ocala. Ocala. It's actually like the horse Ocala. capital of like... The world. The world, actually, yes. The what Even capital? over Kentucky. Horse? Ocala mm-hmm. is the horse capital of the world. That's a pretty cool thing to be known for. Yeah. That's, that's a it. good fact of it. I just it. know... <laughs> A band I like, A Day to Remember, is from Ocala. Yes. Went now that you know how to say cousin. it. Yeah, I'm going to try to really? say it right now. Yeah. Wait, she got to listen to them when they were, like, coming out and stuff. Okay. That's so fun. I need to see if this is also, what I'm thinking of. Also, some Lindsay girl that does the violin went to the college that you went to, BYU. Lindsay Sterling? Oh, Lindsay yeah. Sterling, yep. So then, she's she's a crazy, like, techno violinist right. and everything. Yeah, she popped and off. a girl that I was co-workers with at uh, SLP, she's like, I went to school with her, and she was actually not nice. Oh. What? Yeah, like, hey, don't you hate, hate when you that. meet, like, celebrity? At least that didn't happen with y'all when people met you. 
Oh, no. <laughs> that, that, that was literally like, we were, like, our contingency plan for that is, like, I want to be as nice as possible. Yeah. <laughs> so we, no one has a reason to That is a huge motivation to be, I mean, I'm already, I would consider myself a nice person, but people have horror stories of meeting, like, bloggers. Oh, oh yeah. And I know for a fact that we have all met a blogger that's an asshole. So... <laughs> I mean, Leap that out later. Once in a blue moon. <laughs> once in a blue moon. I'm feeling spicy today. <laughs> I can say. So, hey, scoop got me be going nice morning, because, yeah. especially if you have a platform, be nice. Be nice. Yeah. That's true. We all need a little bit of niceness. So, back to o- Ocala. <laughs> Ocala. 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 So, what happened? What happened? So, Mac? yeah, it was really cool. So, like I said, I had eaten this dish and um, was very inspired and from San Diego. And I had a friend that posted um, a loaded fry, you know, and I was like, hey, we should open up a food truck. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> he's like, heck yeah, man. He like messaged me. He's like, let's do it. And I was like, oh, okay. So my nonstop mind just went crazy. Like, okay, let's like do this. Lost sleep for weeks. Um, it didn't end up working out. He decided that he wanted to keep selling cars and just do his thing. But I'm like, I have a concept. Like, yeah. I want yeah. to move forward. So, um, Ocala was where I'm from. So we went to my old high school, uh, we as in my wife and I had hired his brother to come help us. And, uh, yeah, we were just slinging baskets of chicken. We had little Amazon fryers. Like, wow. I had little $60 electric, like the power kept tripping. (laughs) It's going to take 20 minutes, but you'll get it. My first (laughs) night was a volleyball match and, uh, we did like 50 bucks. I had to like, I had to empty the cash drawer to my employee and then like pull out my wallet yeah. <laughs> I know those um, days. It was crazy, man. There. And um, so yeah, we um, but then as we moved into the football season, and we were uh, we did a few of the games. We realized people like this. Right. Like they loved yeah. it. I mean, if I were a football game, right? It's better than <laughs> concession stand food. Yeah. Yeah. And Any people just like it. It's like a new trend. Yeah. So it was really awesome. So we were left at a point where the games were over. I was up here in Jacksonville. I'm like, I'm not driving to Ocala because right. we were. Um, I still had my job, so I was waking up at 6.30 in the morning to end at 2.30, then immediately packing up and driving and getting home around 1 o'clock at night. Oh, my God. Um, And you and Natalie were, like, a newlywed couple? So we were newlywed, and she was pregnant while we were driving. Yeah, the timing was impeccable. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why she's so kind. We should highlight her for, like, 20 minutes of just, like, the ocean. Cody was like, let's see if we can test the marriage the most right away. (laughs) Oh, my God. Just get it out of the way. Yeah, that's a great idea. (laughs) She's been incredibly supportive. Like, Mm -hmm. any idea I have, her only thing is just make sure your ducks are in a row. That's all she cares about. And, like, she'll hear me just talk and talk and obsess. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? (laughs) She told told me, um, so we had met you guys probably, like, three or five months Mm -hmm. in. She told me, she was like, yeah, there was, like, a couple shifts where, like, I was still in my work uniform. And I would hop on the truck, help Cody during, like, a busy lunch rush. And then I would get off the truck and go back to work. And yep. I was like, this was at a fidelity. Yeah. <laughs> She's like in her nice clothes. Is that spot still a thing? Unfortunately, no. 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 Most, most of the, the golden years are gone. The golden years. Yeah. Just looking well, forward. We can talk about the shift of <laughs> oh, food yes. trucks as we know it. Oh, yeah. Uh, one question I had initially was, so moving down here, the question has been on my mind, and I think we've even talked about this before with, like, the pub sub conversation a long time ago. Ooh. Is buffalo chicken, like, a Florida thing? Because I feel like people have a special affinity for, like, buffalo chicken here. Well, I don't know. It... Have you noticed as the chicken man? 
Frank's Red Hot so, Chicken or like Buffalo is our number one sauce. I yeah. think people are comfortable with it. Like that's what they get all the time, um, especially Nocatee area. Ironically enough, like I have to bring extra <laughs> buffalo. <laughs> Because all they want is buffalo. Yeah, we called that the, uh, the Apple, goes, we called that the Applebee's spot. Yeah. We'd sell like the most like barbecue burgers. Yeah. Like, Ooh. yeah, it's like the most basic area. Of the That's town, correct. Right? Yeah. Whatever like fits well on their golf cart that they can take uh, back. Yeah. But it was. Hey, we so love our Nocatee followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love you. We actually want to be you guys. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. So We're bad. just really jealous. It's fine. Yeah, somebody wants to Anyways. sponsor us. We all have the best future Fridays. <laughs> They do have. I, we, were, we were potentially going to go out. We're not going this Friday now. We're not because one of the we were going to go out for a specific truck and they were running a special and apparently they're not running a special on Saturday. Well, that's yeah, fine. special. But there's like yeah. twelve trucks there. On a, like they nice. do have in that sense, even as a consumer, like they have the best food truck Fridays, and then depending on your truck, you usually do really well there. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville needs a food truck park. Yeah, I mean, we have a couple. That's the so, thing. Yeah, and the, I think the idea has been tossed around. It's like, well, well are we going to, like, if we build it, will the people actually come, though? What it's, they need is, there's a place I've been to in Oklahoma City, and it's like a food truck park, and the food trucks come. But they have built-in bars and built-in restrooms and so built-in, like, like nice tables and pl- areas for kids to play and stuff like that. And it's fenced off. So, yeah. like, it's not like a you just show up and, you know, whatever. Where did like, you say that was? It's in Oklahoma City. See, I, they have a bunch of those in Texas. Yeah. Uh, well, that was yep. the first one. And that yeah. was the first one I've ever been to was that one in Oklahoma City. So, right. I would say it's a newer concept or whatever. But it, it was awesome. And there was tons of people there. I wonder with the shift of, like, and you can talk more about this like the less of the lunch shifts in jacksonville because people are working from home now because of covid if a food truck park would actually actually thrive now that is a good question what do you think about that i think we have a lot to to kind of see because we saw the concept of the landing which didn't work out Mm-hmm. And then we have what's being introduced. I know you also spoke about it. Wait, when you say the episode. concept of the landing, what do you just mean? Just all the shops right there and just having right. like a centralized where food and open area kind of right. um, concept. I'd like to see it work because I think that that's something that would help our city. I don't mm-hmm. have all the answers, but I know for me, like I feel like that's something that would, would really help because we talk about Oklahoma and Texas and Denver and all these food destinations. They have it where it's a one one place to go where you can enjoy food trucks, breweries, have your family there, um, have some maybe local vendors and things. Right. Um, I'm hopeful that it would work. Um, I mean, it seems to work at the Jacksonville Arts Market or whatever. I feel like... Graham. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, they have tons of food, food trucks that I've never even heard of in Jacksonville, and they seem to do well there. So to explain the Jacksonville food truck scene a little bit, and I'm actually curious... Have you gone to a bunch of food trucks in other cities? Because I really um, haven't. No, I don't think so. But I mean, also, whenever I was traveling as much as I was, I was traveling for work. So it just True. didn't really, yeah. you know, whatever. Cody, and my you, parents lived in the suburbs. So have you yeah. been to food trucks in other cities? So my very first food truck I had ever been to was actually in San Diego and was at a okay. gas station. Um, it was a nicer food truck, but it was just by itself, you know, and. I was like, what the heck is this? And it was really cool. <laughs> right. Um, and I've and then in Utah, um, taco trucks. Right. So that's really mm. is limited. Oh, we that's can't forget. Very... Oh, 
we can't forget the dirty water hot dogs in New York City dog and the halal water. trucks. The dog water. Right. The dogs. halal trucks in New York City are on like Don't every corner, it and it's probably disgustingly dirty, but it was delicious. Nice. Um, the food truck scene here is a little different. You have those spots, the gas station spots. They actually like to go out at probably like about this time because my theory is because the health inspectors stop working at around seven. It's a theory. Yeah. That's that's my theory, but. <laughs> I'm not going to pin Never that been to proven. Them. They're Maybe innocent. Maybe they have nine to fives. That's and possible. Maybe the time the most business comes out. I mean, they're innocent and until proven guilty. 100%. Back to what I was saying. Uh, you got the stationary trucks, and then you have the uh, the trucks that move around a whole bunch and go to different gigs every single um, shift. And basically, um, like, the food truck park concept is difficult, in my humble opinion, because, like, during the week, the sales would be pretty, uh, I'm guessing pretty not that great. It depends where it's located, but I've noticed that weekends are, or at least in my experience, weekends were the best unless we were at a really good office complex. Yeah, I like it. So, unfortunately, I've never had the opportunity to serve downtown because I have a trailer. Right. But from what I can guess mm-hmm. and observe, um, and I could be full of crap, is that the reason why it's successful is not only is it nice and clean, you know, and you have good trucks that are reliable trucks, but you have all the offices right there that you right. wouldn't be able to just park in front of. 100%. So it's kind of the same concept of going to a complex and parking, but now they have such a, you know, high demand in that specific area. Um, but now with it shut down, you know, I think downtown got a lot worse. I think yeah. that the, I, I don't know for sure. Cause I haven't, talked to a whole lot of trucks since then but like there used to be a spot called it's, it was like uh the urban food court or something like that and it was right in front of the old wells fargo building i don't know what that building is now but it's right by the landing and it used to be really good and i remember at least during the the like back in like february january i know it was not good and i can't imagine it got that much better because i don't know how many people actually went back to work yeah uh, downtown i think a lot of those people are still working remotely so, no, it's uh, it's definitely changed. Um, it's some of the trucks that have that were stationary to begin with during mm-hmm. the pandemic. I feel like they've been able to really kind of stay consistent because mm-hmm. they weren't relying on the being mobile and and the office complexes and the food truck Fridays. Um, so I was very, very smart. Um, I don't know if it was intentional, but. Uh, yeah, so it's pretty smart that they're able to endure, endure and what's then going on. The other factor in that is there were, uh, they, they call them booking agents. Um, there were people who, like, started little companies that essentially, like, these apartments and neighborhoods would come to these people and ask for food trucks. These people would schedule food trucks on the various nights and then charge a fee um, for every night. And there's, like... Some controversy behind it because some trucks were like, oh, we shouldn't have to pay to do it. And I was always a believer in that, like, I couldn't have stumbled on that spot on my own. So I'm happy to pay $25 for it. Right. And that's that's the idea is like it, it, it's an opportunity and I don't mind paying for the opportunity because it made me money. But some trucks were like, oh, they're making all this money. But to me, it's like, I, I mean, I respect the hustle. But I mean, everybody's got to make money somehow. Yeah. But I, you know, that's a concept that I've never experienced anywhere else. Like, I feel like that's a Florida thing, or at least a Jacksonville thing, where, right. like, 
apartment complexes or mm-hmm. certain neighborhoods would have like food truck Fridays or Tuesdays would be the food truck place at the apartment complex that we mm-hmm. used to live in. That is like totally, I don't think that happens in Texas or at least in Houston whenever I lived there that didn't happen and that's really cool that the local community I think supports you know so many small business I feel like Jacksonville has like such an interesting niche because they support they like really like promote supporting small businesses they do and I think one of the reasons that's necessary is because of how spread out we were I think if we were more dense maybe and that's Mm -hmm. probably I mean Houston is so much bigger but I mean I just think it's really cool but yeah, we also don't have as many, like, events, not many, like, live music opportunities, potentially, mm. like, music festivals or things like that in the area. That Do you we have could to have. get a permit to set up outside of a concert through something here? Not a permit. Leonard Skinner had food trucks. You need, you just need permission, and the thing is, like, there's so many food trucks. Like, I don't know how many there are now. Probably more, right? Yeah, it blew up. Um, we were already growing at a rapid rate, um when we entered the game, you know, about three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but even now, it's uh, there's a ridiculous amount um, of food trucks that have opened up during the pandemic. Which is interesting. I guess it's better than opening a restaurant during the pandemic because you're more mobile. But I think it's, it is kind of a, it's a risk opening a business right now. I think a lot yeah. of people, well, a lot of people, I mean, now getting a loan is very difficult, especially for, you know, businesses, yeah, businesses like, especially restaurants. Like, mm-hmm. but I think at the beginning of the pandemic and, you know, stuff like that, I think that they were a little bit more lenient and people were using their money and savings and stuff to really get into their passions and hobbies because I think people kind of started realizing life is really short. Why should we spend that in an office all the time? I think that's why the office shift and the, Mm -hmm. you know, work from home thing is so big now or whatever. I think that during all of this, people had had a lot of time to sit at home and think about what they, what truly makes them happy and stuff like that. So I think that's probably why we see more, small businesses opening or like Etsy shops opening Mm -hmm. or people doing crafts and selling that or food trucks and stuff like that. So that actually kind of makes sense. I mean, random businesses on TikTok are exploding. That's true. Yeah. We're in the age of social media influencing. So, I mean, posting a video and it going viral could literally change your life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all possible. Yeah. And you posted up down in Green Coast Springs pre-COVID, correct? Yes. Um, So... We went to the our first food truck Friday over there. Um, now, wow, a little over two years ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. And it's very magical. You know, it was like <laughs> it was it was so weird, and it was such a, a pivotal. Just like I can I can just remember just the feeling that I had there as we were one of the first people to roll up, and we're by the river. And um, it is beautiful there. It was just beautiful weather, and then we had our best night that we've ever had, um, and then. We started having people drive from Green Cove up to Jacksonville at our lunches, you know, like a few times a week. And it was like, wow, like this has a lot of potential for us. Right. So that's why we moved out to Green Cove is we're like, hey, this is an area where people that are in Green Cove Springs don't tend to go into Jacksonville except for work Mm -hmm. or vice versa. People from Jacksonville aren't just driving into Green Cove Springs. So we're like, okay, well, this allows us to kind of build something you know, from the ground up right. so that doesn't mm-hmm. just dip into what we already have going on in Jacksonville. For sure. And what, so how did you find the spot that you're at? Cause he's basically, he, it seems like a little lot 
just off the highway, essentially. Yeah, so we're right off of Highway 17 in Drinko Springs, um, across from the Ace Hardware, um, just right outside of the city limits. Um, but yet the city limits pick up two doors down from us, which doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> so, so wait, right is it only Duval? No, no, no. It's still Clay County, okay. but uh, we're not Green Coast in Spring. the okay. city of Green Coast Springs yet across the street and to our right is the city of Green Coast Springs. We're right kind of a little bubble. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Government. Um, so yes, we're on a, we're on a plot of land. So we started, once we had this idea, we started just asking our customers, does anybody know any places in Drinko Springs, any land, any realtors? Um, we worked with the realtor for a little bit. She, um, I think it was around Christmas time. She's kind of afterwards just kind of phased out. Um, and then one of our customers was like, Hey, actually I know a guy. His name is Brian and he's Brian Corcoran and he has been there from, day one of green cove just helping us out whenever we need anything uh getting us a relationship with the with the broker uh supporting us telling his friends and he's the one that hooked us up with the land and um it was pretty awesome yeah and after you had one truck out there something else happened yeah that's a I, that's a whole <laughs> other gosh, thing right yes <laughs> are we getting into shift with uh with covid i'm yeah oh, i i was talking about uh to be frank, no. Yes, that's because of COVID. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Explain that, because I don't know much of the backstory at all. I'm sorry. It's that. frankly my dear. Frankly my dear. Yes. I'm sorry. So there is another truck called To Be Frank. That's why. Yes, oh. there is. I apologize. No, you're fine. I'm not offended. Edit at all. this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So frankly, my dear, um, it opened um, during the pandemic because as we might need to edit this pondering out. Oh, no, Just uh, basically, as we were growing in Jacksonville, we were building up, you know, those streams of revenue and building teams and getting assets going. And then to have it all crumble, we were left with a lot of overhead, like a lot of fixed costs per month. This is true. So our break even each time we went out had to be significant. But at the time, we were meeting it, you know, like we mm-hmm. were we were crushing it. Um but then as things started slowing down, you take offices out, you know, then that's when Blazing to Go shut down. Um, so mm-hmm. now we had to absorb those costs. Then you have uh, food costs, which I thought at the time were rising, but compared nothing to now. Um, for, <laughs> especially for chicken. Oh, oh my gosh. God. So we were just left with, okay, well, we're not covering what we need to. We're stretched thin. I had been in a car accident six months beforehand. Um, so I was out. Like I couldn't do anything. Um, so we're like, okay, well, let's just bring everything to Green Cove. But obviously I'm not having two blazing buffaloes in Green Cove parked next to each other. So my wife loves Gone with the Wind. So on a plane, I came <laughs> up with the concept, uh, frankly, my dear. And uh, it was on a plane, huh? On a plane, man. So going where you to do Idaho. your best thinking? <laughs> Honestly, for some reason, when I go to Idaho, I do my best thinking. And I guess it's because I have to get out of the house and just be by myself. I feel just kidding. That. No, <laughs> With I my mean, in-laws. Just kidding. That was an in-law joke. In-law, yeah. That's not nice. But I think, You're honestly... I love my in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> happy, happy wife. <laughs> no, I think just getting out of my situation and that usually most of our trips are out to Idaho. So it just kind of lines up where I'm getting away from the situation. Mm-hmm. I'm able to think again. So yeah, we when I came back from Idaho, we're like, all right, we're opening up, frankly, my dear. Right. Just and to get us through the pandemic. That's awesome. And I feel like people don't really realize, like, when you're an owner and something like that, like, life-altering happens when you did get into that car crash. Like, how much, like, it's basically just you. 
So what was that transition like when you were recovering from? It was rough. Like that. The um, car crash. Yeah, that was probably the hardest. I'd say the hardest time in my life, um, just because we had such momentum. And mm-hmm. things were starting to slow down, right? And I feel like that was God looking out for us because as responsibilities were to being taken off, it kind of set up a, a stage where if I were out of the picture, we could survive Okay. Um, as, a, as a company. So um, that kind of does make you feel better that yeah. somebody can run your business. Yes. Because our big thing when we... Yeah, uh, that didn't go well. We <laughs> handed off the business was nobody cares about your business like you do. That's However, fair. obviously, you feel. I mean, Grant is the man. Yeah, right. and that Grant was our intention from day one. Wildly different than. Oh yeah. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Edit that out. No, we can leave that. Um. So yeah, that that was hard. That um. So basically, not being able to physically do anything, you know, and have to kind of watch, like mentally, like I wasn't able to really do much for a while. Mm-hmm. Physically, very limited. Um. So it was hard just watching while I'm in this pandemic you know, all these things are going around and I felt like I couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So it's like you, you get in these depressive moods. You're not able to to function because when you're operating at such a high speed, high momentum, and then everything just stops, it was really hard, you know. Um, so we're just now starting to get into the swing of things. I'm doing things in my life to help kind of put me in that position because I am the lifeblood of the business, whether I mm-hmm. like it or not. What do you mean by that? to put you in that position what to put you in the position of are you, are you essentially taking off responsibility to give you so a what bit? i'm doing for me though is i'm trying to make sure that my mind's right you know okay. so i'm taking care of myself um, i'm making sure that physically like i'm able to because i'm not at my <laughs> you know yeah. at my maximum um making sure that i can operate at that lower level but still be effective um and then also making sure that we're getting the processes in place that we've been building for years, um, but just making sure that the team understands it and that they're able to to function uh, without me. Yeah. Um, so it's been... It's a tough job, honestly. Yeah, and it's been rough. When we went to go film, Grant was like, he definitely like took over as far as like acting like the owner. Just yeah, kind I of think telling he's, about he's a good leader, so I think... He did a- awesome. So Grant... Um, it's crazy. Like basically from the minute that I called him at the accident scene saying I'm like it going to the hospital, you know, like <laughs> like like call my dad, you know. He had to step up and basically run everything for a minimum of six weeks with no like nothing. Formal for me. training or Well, he heads had up. formal training, so he'd been groomed for this, right? But to just have everything just on him, mm-hmm. you know, for six weeks. Um, unexpectedly. Unexpectedly, right. right? Um, it really helped. Um, so I'm very grateful for that because if I didn't have him, then we just would have had to close our doors. And I've noticed that like other food trucks, for whatever reason, don't try to put it in. They like either have trouble giving over the reins to somebody like that, or I guess there's some trucks who just, they just want to run it and they don't necessarily want to expand and they want to kind of do their thing. Um, and I mean, that's totally respectable, but I have noticed that like, there are a lot of businesses who, um, won't do the work to put somebody in that position. And then something when they have a set up, oh yeah, for sure. It's, it's difficult to do work for that in any, in any capacity, whenever someone you think 
trusts you and then Mm -hmm. you know you get into a position where you know say the boss wants to go on a vacation but you're you feel like your hands are tied and stuff like that it's a difficult working situation to be like that so that's awesome that you don't have a do you, you know, feel like you were restricted? Like, that's oh, yeah. why, like, like, well, you, know, like you just the, wouldn't be when, able to make decisions because yeah. you feel like any decision you made. Whenever like, you first come in, it's like all sunshine and rainbows, but then it becomes very evident that someone may be like a micromanager or not be able to, you know, hand the reins over and stuff like that. And then you just get to a point where you're like terrified to get a, you know, a mean email saying you did something wrong, even though like, what are you supposed to do whenever that person isn't answering or responding (laughs) or giving you the direction that you need? It's, you know, there is something to be said. I think my oldest sister, Catherine, will be really happy that I said this, that like the millennial worker. um, So there's pros and cons to our age group on how we work. So that is true. The con is that we just want instant gratification. Like, we we are so used to having it now with social media and stuff. So it's like when our boss, who has had 30-plus more years of experience or 20-plus more years of experience, but they're not giving you the direction or, like, anything feedback-wise until you get that nasty email, it is kind of frustrating because it's like, dude, I would have totally changed directions if you had just given it to me. I'm even too scared to send out an email sometimes, like, pertaining to the whole group until I get, like, a stamp of approval. Yeah. yeah. And that shouldn't de- be that way. I'll definitely say the people that I'm referring to that are the micromanagers and that may be my bosses did not deserve to be my bosses. And they were, you know. Yeah. Well, they were not of some generation before that they just maybe didn't know how to communicate. They just chose not to and then chose to be a jerk about it later. What does make somebody like an outstanding leader versus a boss? I think uh, that especially is they can put themselves in their position and do that the other any job the other job just as good you know I think some most leaders just stand on a platform and want to watch and point and tell what others you know to do a good leader is someone that can get down there in there with you and when something needs to be done they're not pushing the deadline on you saying oh my god if you don't get this done we're screwed they're (laughs) in the trenches with you (laughs) helping you get it done because guess what it doesn't matter if you're the boss or you're the janitor it takes every single one of those people to get it done and i'm not going to ask you this because i don't want you to incriminate yourself in front of your peers but like i've noticed (laughs) some of the food truck owners that are like their trade before this was like a chef and not necessarily as into like the business side of things tend to experience a few more obstacles in the way of like leadership and i guess they they tend to experience op, uh, obstacles in different areas than people who like you seem like you have a lot of leadership experience i don't know if that's true or not but like you came into it at least with like the business sense did you did you experience much of like an obstacle dealing with some of the culinary stuff? Um, no, because I try to keep it simple. Like I, mm-hmm. even though I love cooking, I, I knew that I didn't have any formal training. Um, I had worked for Smoothie King uh, growing up. That was like my first job, and I fell in love with the process improvement. I went and I started. Um, we're the number one Smoothie King in in all of Florida, <laughs> right? Like so, I went from like in a Ocala. guy. 
Um, now I can't finish my statement because you said it, Ocala. <laughs> Ocala, Florida, smoothie king. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, I Wait, don't think okay. say, it, say it again for me. Ocala. 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 Okay. Oh, Just it. like it's an owl that says, Ocala. The owl says, um, <laughs> Sorry, I just thought it was funny because he, Evan gets made fun of so much for saying things wrong, so I just thought it would, was funny. Sorry. Hannah's right there with me, though. That's why I we're don't know married. what you're talking about. Akala. Akala. It's Ocala. I love Akala. Um, but yeah, like I had a terrible uh, boss. I just didn't like him. But there were a lot of things I learned from the, like, just kind of that assembly, just the upfront and working, like, sales and and mm-hmm. all of that stuff like i and then i took it to one of the worst smoothie kings okay because i had moved out i had graduated i'd moved out and when i was there owners weren't there so i was left to do a lot by myself like mm-hmm. i'm only 17 or sorry 18 and um i'm having to like basically train and uh do sales numbers and like all this stuff and it just really and i was able to help increase sales and help with employee retention and things like that. So it kind of sparked something in me that I was like, hey, I want to do this on my own terms, you mm-hmm. know, my company. Um, what was your job? So you went to college. You got a degree? Actually, no, I, I dropped out. in. But today was my first day back in three years. I went, oh, went to UMF. Wow. Going to get that accounting degree? Swoop, swoop. No, I'm doing a business management. That's awesome. Just kidding. Technically, I'm getting my associates. I have one class left. That is amazing. Um, that is awesome. Congrats. So, yeah, so I'm just doing that to help. Um, it there's other opportunities that have been presenting themselves, and I feel like people are looking for that piece of paper. Yeah. So honestly, I'm just trying to not be pessimistic and say I'm not saying education is worthless, but right now I am kind of doing it for that piece of paper. But it, uh, yeah. Anyway. So we're we're not gonna get a let's snack preview of those opportunities. We're not going to get a let's snack preview of those opportunities. Okay. Sure. Yeah, we can get into that. So um, about 18 months ago, um, I was approached by a a mutual friend that uh, came and, sorry, I had it, I guess we had a mutual friend. Sorry. Um, Anyway. She's like, hey, I had this company that's wanting to open up a food truck. Like they, I remember this actually. Okay, so I had the opportunity with a uh, with a golf company, Um, very like big company. Um, The the owner has just a rap sheet. No, that's bad. He's got a uh, long list, long, a long resume, a yes, great a long resume. resume. Thank you, not a rap sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with our <laughs> So his resume is very intensive. Um, anyway, so I was uh, kind of thrown in where, okay, I know like we're doing some good things, but I never thought of like helping somebody just open one. But at the same time, that's something that I wanted to do as a career, and that's why I opened the food truck was to right. be able to get that experience. So anyway, um, it went really well, um, but then with COVID, it shut down. So the project shut down, but it opened my eyes to, man, I really like this. Um, So basically, I was helping them from the ground up, from picking the food truck, designing it, everything. So then, just more and more opportunities just started presenting themselves on the consulting end. And I feel like as I was being approached by these larger companies, they kind of looked down which was kind of weird because here they are asking for my help yeah no but then they're kind of just like looking down like oh well, you don't have a degree 
But you, you don't know, need a degree like, to be Is there a degree? <laughs> is there like a certain degree to owning and making and running a successful food well, truck? Well, I feel like he's got the proof in the pudding. It's I a don't... school of hard knocks. It was... Look it up. I think sometimes yeah. people and corporations think they know more than they do about stuff. That's fair. So I was like, you want to know what? Like, And I started, um, you know, having self-doubts because I'm like, why are they, you know, picking me? You know, and like I'd be in there. I'm like, man, these guys have built companies that are, you know, massive. So I was like, you know, I want to, I want to refine, you know, like my foundation, like in case there were gaps that I was missing because mm-hmm. instead of me to continually figure, you know, have a obstacle present itself and continually figure it out. I was like, well, let me see if I can be smarter and learn about these things and apply them to what I'm learning. So I'm still going through them and I'm not afraid of obstacles, but I wanted to be a little bit smarter instead of uh, repeating mistakes and then figuring out but then at the same time school of hard knocks so i'm kind of torn but yeah i get that i mean so i work in education and then i have some family members who did not graduate from high school that well or that poetically and it's just like this constant like unspoken of tension of like i got my master's degree and he like this person owns a business so it's kind of like well do you really need to go to college to achieve your dreams like i'm my own boss but i was like well, if I didn't go to college, I wouldn't have learned my skill. Like, and I want to be able to do what I'm doing. I'm and telling potentially you. Being a... I'm telling you, as someone who went to business school, it, it ain't it. Like, it depends on what you do. He's more valuable with his experience. Oh, it totally does. Yeah, it's not, that's the thing. You, you can't there's say no it like way. That. No, but I'm talking if they're looking for a business degree. I have no idea how that's even relevant. But, I mean, it took me three times to get into grad school because I was just dumb and only applied to the same <laughs> one. So, like, three semesters. Yeah, but here's but... another thing. Like, if you're no, looking I'm, for I'm an not, accountant. I'm not finished. By all means. <laughs> so, it took me three years to get in. But, like, I have the passion, the compassion. like, And I had most of the content knowledge without. And, like, I couldn't prove to them because I had some gaps. Like, yeah. I had a fun freshman year. Yeah. So it sucked. Didn't we all? Right. So it's just like, it is frustrating when you feel like you have a gap and then you're called out for it. Yeah. It's all I was trying to say. Continue. I asked some banana bread at work today. Hell yeah. Sorry, mom. My mom said that if I wait for things. Good things um, will come. Yeah, that's true though. Good things will come if you wait for things. You like banana bread? I love banana bread. Do you only like it at work though? Has someone brought you banana bread at work? Hell, yeah. I tear it up. Sorry, we're referencing a vine that has I never think gone has away. Perpetrated oh our very head. small family's culture. R.I.P. Vine to the core. Hey, I don't think TikTok's it as much as Vine was for our generation. I think TikTok's pretty cool. But TikTok, you have like thirty second and a minute videos, not six seconds. Are you on TikTok, Cody? I'm not. Is there a reason you're not too cool? Do you know people who make short content films for other businesses around town? <laughs> Is this a self Shut So I know this one couple called Snacks and Vanilla. Yeah. They're kind of TikTok. annoying, though. So, no, I personally just have not downloaded TikTok on my phone because mm-hmm. I did not well, more want... Team that in my life but at the same time as a business owner i do understand the Mm -hmm. the importance and the just the market that's there and the reach that's there so that's where i'm just like oh 
other it's question. Right shoot myself in the foot. So, in my experience with food trucks, social media was kind of one of those things I just did because people wanted to know where we were at. For food trucks, do you think social media is... I, I personally think it may not be as valuable for food trucks as brick-and-mortar businesses. I'm curious what you think about that. More well, how else would I know your schedule? Or Sorry. how else yeah. would I know what your food looks like? Because, I mean, we're in the age of people want to see what things look like. Okay, so I'll elaborate. So I think, <laughs> and then we'll finally, like, I think you can get that. away with posting, like, once a week as a food truck. 100%. Versus, like, a brick-and-mortar business, I think to build an actual brand and a community, you need to post more. Mm-hmm. I think the same Curious can be said for thoughts. both, though. So my question is, why can't you build a brand for the food truck? Yeah. Like, so why, so that's kind of. For me, it was like, it was literally a time thing. I think you can, and I think if any of you are looking, I would look at a camera if there was one running. (laughs) If you were looking to build a brand. Office moment. (laughs) Like zoomed in on the face. Yeah, like Jim. Yeah, dramatic lighting. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, if if there are food trucks out there who are looking to build a brand, we'd love to help. We started Or any business, not just food trucks. Or any business. Yeah. We are, we don't do just food. I guess, yeah. We are doing other things. Like people that move and run and kick balls. How many times do you post on social media a week? So back in my prime. uh, (laughs) When was your prime? You're like, what, 22? (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm 27. Okay, yeah. Wow. (laughs) Um, No, prime isn't honestly like before the accident. The golden years, (laughs) I call them. The golden golden years. years. Um, started, uh, I would post about three, uh, three to four times a that's week. That's a lot. Um, that is a lot. I think that's a pretty good it, amount, too. Yeah. That is, like, the gold standard now. Yeah. I feel that's like that actually is what helped us, and that is something that I loved, and that's kind of why I opened the business, too, is not because, obviously, I said that I wanted to get into the consulting, but then I wanted to be able to do a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed taking the pictures and, and posting and interacting with the bloggers and, and creating that network and we actually saw a dramatic increase in our sales um, once we started posting to Instagram more. And this was a few years ago. I believe that. Um, a dramatic increase. Um, so we were able to build a very, to me, what I consider like a large following when I'm not running ads and I'm not, right. I'm not well, getting. Well, that's the dream, man. That's, getting followers, you know, you so it was awesome. So like, I feel like the more that trucks can actually post and, and learn the importance of taking pictures like just with your phone, you know. And it doesn't and have to be anything fancy. I hardly exactly. use portrait mode anymore. Well, it has to be a little fancy. No, I don't think so. I I've seen some so. dirty pictures yeah, that make me but, not. But wanna... you, but you do this for you do this professionally, so you you have an eye for what I, looks yeah, good. Yeah, I guess I can't speak for the. He was also show. a snob before we started snacks. You know, another shut thing... up. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Okay, but uh, I have two, a question and a statement. Well, I'm going to start I want to hear statement. the statement first, yes. Okay, so the statement is that I think social media can do wonders for brands. For example, I would say before I really, I mean, who knows? I don't know when food trucks were in their prime, when they started, whatever. But Cousins Maine Lobster was the first ever food truck that I've ever heard of. And it's because they killed it on social media. And now they have, like, food trucks all over the country. And brick and mortars. Yeah, and brick and mortars. They Shark Tank. And yeah, I, they were on truck. And I think they kind of helped a little. I think they may have also been on the great food truck race. And yeah, that was my yeah, second yeah. question: Is mm. would you ever do that? Um, I would not. That is a hard um, no. That it, is. It looks hard. It is very difficult. I don't I feel like it. it paints a realistic picture for our market. Thank you. So Preach. for our market, because obviously I'm not in other states. I don't know what other states are doing, but 
for it's not realistic. Like you're no. not gonna you're not gonna, you're not gonna know we're not know where to pull up to make money. Well, also, you're not gonna sell your special for yeah. You're for, not gonna sell your special for fifty dollars. Yep, yeah, you're, so you're, you're not showing you're you're not showing the behind the scenes, and then I don't know how you're gonna feed. No, in these later seasons when people just already know they're there, you know, and like they have these lines and mm -hmm. I don't know how they're cranking out these numbers never having run a food truck before. So I think the you food truck race, I think that show needs a consultant to maybe help them. Well, I don't think, so, I think that's just meant, uh, that's how most TV shows are. That everything oh yeah, they do reality. makes it unrealistic. I just think this now, one they needs were like a battling consultant. it out with like veterans. Will you hire Evan for your... No, no, no. <laughs> I'm talking about someone who uh, does food truck consulting. Do you know anyone like Hire that? Cody. Cody? I guess that's a plug. What's what's the guy the host's name for that? Tyler something. Something. Tyler Florence. Tyler, Tyler, Tyler Florence, right? Tyler Florence. Yeah. You got it. Hire now, see, Cody. I want to see more competitions. Like Absolutely. it would be awesome. I know they just did like the the all stars. They do really you know? lame like I don't know. Even Make your own trail mix. Yeah, that was, was so <laughs> that was the last. That was the last episode. That. I, saw. I walked out of the room. Well, they're really grasping at straws because yeah. I've, ne I've never seen one where they're like, "Make a trail mix." They're like, <laughs> California is known for trail mix. Make sure you, you go. Make your own. Make sure you go to every station. Savory, salty, sweet, oh, you fruity. Watched, you watched that whole segment, huh? Oh my god. Now, granted, I mean, we do watch that show. Yeah. Just for fun. I haven't seen that. Uh, to make fun of it. I don't blame, I don't blame you. But I like anything on the Food Network. It doesn't matter how stupid or whatever it is. Like Alton's like crazy challenge where he like always throws like that's so stupid, but I can't stop watching I it. Feel like guys grocery games is more guys realistic. That is the best. That's that, a pretty good show. That got us through quarantine. If I could meet one Food we Network star, it'd be Guy Fieri. And then really? Alex Cornicelli. Alex is the judge, right? Yeah. Okay. She's also an iron chef. I don't know. I just know her as the judge on Chopped. It's true. I almost had an opportunity to be on this show. I had made it through a few rounds Wait, of interviews. Really? Yeah, I made it through a few rounds of that interviews. Brother! That would have made you the coolest person I've ever met in my entire life because oh Chopped is my favorite show in the world. So you Chopped did that in your very young life. Speaking of being very young, <laughs> Cody. You have, you have someone else in your family that's very young, right? Yes, my no. three-year-old. Wait, where were you going with that? <laughs> where were you? What is it like? Do you feel like there's any negatives to being a young business owner? It's a good question. Um, or do you feel like there's been any positives because you're a younger business owner? And if having a better lower back is one of them. I, <laughs> I feel that. Literally and figuratively. I... <laughs> My dad taught me just growing up because he, he, I had seen him and my mom, just all the sacrifices that they were making mm -hmm. for me. And they would just reiterate to me, you know, like, don't make the same mistakes we did. Now, obviously, they weren't like in the gutter, you know, but they were just working hard to just give a good life, you know. So I took that and that's how I approach everything I'm doing is I'm, I'm trying to look at those that are ahead of me. Mm hmm asking for their mistakes, observing, and trying to avoid those. Um, so I feel like there is that advantage of being younger is that you have a lot of people with a lot of experience around you mm -hmm. that are willing to share. Right. Now, obviously, you can get some weirdos that, or some cranky people that are just like giving you unsolicited advice. Yeah, I'll only talk to you if you last year. <laughs> exactly. Like but then there's so many people that I've been surrounded with that are older than me that have helped and mentored me and have just made it where we've been able to be successful. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I enjoy being a young business owner. And then also on the more pessimistic side, 
if all else fails, I still have the rest of my life ahead of me. Right. I'm not doing this while I have a full-blown family and a, yep. a bigger house and more responsibilities yeah. and more maybe debt that I've accrued, you know, over the years. Right. What's more um, millennial than a midlife 25-year-old career shift? You know? <laughs> I know I'm having my quarter-life crisis. I've said that before, though. Like, I can't imagine owning, uh, not not in, like, a negative way, but, like, I feel like there's a whole nother level of pressure if you were to own a food truck and have, like, a family to support. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, your wife works and has, from what I remember, a pretty sweet job. Yes, so. yeah, she works for Fidelity Investments. That way, that's how we have insurance. And, and also shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> Some stock tips. Not insider trading. Yeah, and yeah. I, I don't like to brag about, like, I don't like to put Evan down either, but, like, in our marriage, when we were... Wait, did you just say you don't like to put me down? Because I don't want you to feel like as demasculated, yeah. but it's like with all due respect. I ha- respectfully, I was respectfully. Sh- <laughs> I was the sugar mama for like the first six That's months true. of our relationship. It's some really awkward <laughs> conversations. First six There's, months for me, no, and now I'm the sugar mama. I can relate to that. <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah, and I feel like everybody like. You know, takes turns and yeah, support no, each other. there's nothing wrong with that because I used to be the sugar mama too, and uh-huh. now I'm unemployed. So, that's scary, but that's what marriage is. So, yeah, really do like be like that sometimes. Yeah, I feel like you think you're not gonna fail when you have a spouse that's like 100% behind you. Like, there, you feel like there's no way you can. I so like honestly, sure. I could not have done it without Natalie because there's so many times where it's like I have to step away or I'm doing this or like Friday nights are sacrificed, and, mm-hmm. and just for her to never complain and. I don't ever feel like on the, you know, along with that, that I don't feel like she's ever had, like, resentment. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't feel like she's bottling it up either. No. You know, now, yes, there's times that are stressful. Yes, there's um, those seasons. But surely I couldn't have done this because I, I honestly am, am, am so anxious about her well-being. It's like if she wasn't good, I wouldn't do this. Right. You right. know, like there's no point because if I don't have a home to come to, home to there's no point in doing what i'm doing, doing, what doing. you know because i'm trying to do it for them natalie that's sweet I feel that. <laughs> oh i don't want right. to sleep on the couch tonight <laughs> <laughs> me neither to be honest <laughs> um so when you, you you mentioned something that triggered a whole bunch of memories you mentioned uh sacrificing friday nights and it just got me down the road of like we would always like go to the same restaurant on Friday nights after the shift or and whatever. like 11 o'clock at night. Um, and then and then it triggered memories of like all the times I had to go to gas stations and I would get like, is there any like sort of like little like weekly tradition? I'm talking during, by the way, this is not now. I'm talking during what I consider the golden years back when you first started up until like yeah. you had you the stationary truck. One. Did you have any like little routines that were sentimental that you still kind of like think back on? Because I know I did. I'll just Taco Bell runs. Uh, that's what I'm. <laughs> no, that's, that's exactly yeah. what I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah, Taco late night Taco Bell runs because it's it's super late. Um, but honestly, one for us that's it's really silly that we still kind of do now is um, we get the ice chest, you know, like our cooler with all the drinks. Right. At the end of the shift, we prop it up on onto the trailer and we open up the spout with all the melted ice water. Right. And we do push push ups underneath it. Y'all are weird. By the way. Wow. We, we, it's just like we had just worked our butts off. We're feeding, you know, 100 plus people and um, just nonstop. So it was just like. Just popping commas left it, and right. It was just like, all right, let's God, just I like. Hate that phrase. We're, <laughs> pop, pop. Um, <laughs> we're, 
that ice bath, you know, that like yeah. that that shock, it was just like revitalizing for us, and just mm-hmm. like that those push ups to us were just kind of symbolic of like we can keep going, you know, like sure. let's just. That is a um, very unique tradition. Okay. I, I just like cold water because it's so hot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I could do a food truck in Antarctica. Bro, did you hear? Or <laughs> Alaska on great food truck race. That was like the idea behind the whole like sandwich concept of like, oh, there's no heat in the truck. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But uh, so where was I going with this? Um, Brand did the. Oh, you remember that whole uh, the. Thing Evan Erickson did the Pi ninety five did on uh, where he's like if you ask how hot it is, Bruh. charge you two dollars. I, I want your take on that. I man. love Evan. Yeah. And seriously, I feel like he's the only one that can pull that off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> he really is. He got so, such. But here's background the thing. He story. Owns, Hold on. Background he owns story. Everything he does. So <laughs> a local food truck here, uh, he serves delicious wood fire pizza. I think legitimately one of the best pizzas you can get in Jacksonville. We also love him as a person. He's a great guy. He was at our wedding. And I like, support. And I support. I'm on his side in this story, but uh, he uh, he made a <laughs> sign on his truck. Um, he, that it said something like, I think it was like some. If you in ask June, us if it's hot in here, we'll charge, we'll charge you two dollars. <laughs> and so some dude's kid asked, oh. and they actually charged him. And then this dude came back and was irate, and wrote a scathing review and the scoop, which you've heard me talk about. <laughs> um, and it's just like it led to a whole thing. Like Evan, like showed me like messages he was getting that were like hurtful incredibly cruel considering it was two dollars so like i know I, I that's the backstory and i think i'm on evan's side i think okay but also you're always pro-business and i'm not saying that yeah, to like call you out but i'm also saying that to like this is how the arguments are gonna go uh-huh. And I like I you have will my always side. be pro business and I I'm gonna take the business side every time. I feel like I have to play devil's advocate even if I'm pro okay. business. Okay, Play devil's advocate. Uh, there is no devil's advocate for that. Ha! I agree. We win. <laughs> I surrender. Like I just there's but no worth in arguing that. Up and, yeah. Uh, to blow up. Yeah, that was just hilarious. Like I that he actually like went through it. <laughs> like I feel like Evan's the only one that would actually so like, just, like, go do it. it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just Surprising how you even noticed. That. I was like, what the crap? Like, just hundreds of comments of just everybody oh, on both sides. And then at the end of the day, though, it's like publicity's publicity. Right. And honestly, I don't think it's negatively impacted. I'm sure just... he didn't suffer any. I think he's fine. <laughs> I think more than a... anything, people probably do it to leave a tip, you know? Right. <laughs> it's we... hot in here? Okay, here's two bucks. Here you go. We also did a TikTok, and then we accidentally said that he had buffalo chicken pizza. It was buffalo, like, bacon pizza. We got an angry phone call because he said he had like a hundred people call him asking for buffalo, had buffalo chicken, chicken pizza, pizza. which which he should have done it. Yeah, it proves the job. effectiveness. Okay, so I think TikTok. I don't know what TikTok's deal is now because they don't pop off quite as hard as they did back then. But that post got over a hundred thousand views. I was like, holy crap! Yours did pretty well too. Mm-hmm. Somebody came out to Green Cove Springs, yes, and tagged yeah. us yes. because they got the sandwich there. That was which is pretty yeah. amazing. I felt good about that. But yeah, so, dang, so you would never a, do yeah, something that's like that. Story. No, you that's not never, part of my brand. You would never harm your customers. Like that. <laughs> He'd be like, "Do you want watermelon it's, lemonade?" Yeah, You're asking we, if I'm hot, we but... give out more free things <laughs> than anything. 
Uh, That's funny. In um, those regards. <laughs> and I don't want to like touch or harp on this too much, but this is something that Evan and I kind of knew about you as a person is that um, you're very strong in your faith. Um, do you ever feel like, and we can end with this, we don't have to go like go in depth with it, but do you ever feel like your faith and your morals really drives your business? Or do 100%. you like separate it? Okay. 100%. So um, being, and I'll, yeah, I'll just be open. So basically just being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, there's a lot of culture involved, you know, mm-hmm. like lots of, there's obviously lots of stigmas, but mm-hmm. growing up where you're where the congregations follow the same model, no matter where you're at in the world, brings kind of that sense of uniformity, mm-hmm. which can lead to other things. But what it allowed for me, though, is to find like-minded people and to be around people that I felt like I didn't have to, I could be genuine with because I knew that, oh, hey, like, they had the same, they like, were, coming from, were coming from the same place. The way that it translated into business is that I felt like it gave me something where I was like, you want to know what, like, I want to find people that I'm used to, like, growing up with, you know, like, I want to find people that I can, and this is not exclusive, sorry, I realize I'm making this sound very exclusive to to my faith, that's not what I'm getting at, um, but, like, I just wanted to find people that could fit that mold that I was familiar with, you mm-hmm. know, about being trustworthy and, and honest, and I feel like that's what's helped our employees just be awesome. Like, obviously, we have everybody from different faiths, but it helped create, like, a sense of, like, belonging and... You didn't have to like worry about your teammate. Like you could rely on your teammate rather than worrying like, oh, where are they coming from? What, Does that make sense? Yeah, and once absolutely. again, I want to reiterate like everybody from different faiths or non, you know, like they don't believe. It's just more the character we were looking for. Yeah, which Jesus calls us to do is to love everybody regardless yeah. of and, where they are and, and where they are. Also, just that relationship, you know, like just relying on prayer and and just that discipleship has tried to help me because it's like if I feel like I'm doing what I've been asked to do it's easier for me to to be comfortable and to think and instead of like worrying like oh man like i'm screwing up you know like Mm -hmm. oh man i was dishonest or you know like man i really like screwed this person over yada yada you know like it just kind of it just helps with my mentality and that that spiritual battery because at the end of the day i'm trying to to magnify talents and trying to learn new talents so yeah it's really cool i guess just yeah so faith plays a big part yeah and then it's something that kind of sets you apart you know, not only being 21. <laughs> yeah, being, but also being 16. I'm actually 19. Oh. 16 year old business owner. <laughs> no, but it, it was good. Um, yeah. But I guess more specifically, if we're getting a little bit more in depth, is um, when I served that two-year mission, um, it was it was a church mission, um, there was a lot of, like, leadership that I was able to learn. You know, mm-hmm. like, I was in charge of, like, other missionaries, you know, and, like, I feel like all – and then having to organize my day, you know, like, you're out, like, on an island. Nobody, I wasn't on a physical island. But, like, <laughs> you're by yourself, you know. Like, here you are. You're you're 19. You're doing your own laundry. You got to figure out your own food. You know, you're, you're, you're interacting with other people. You're walking. Like, there were a lot of, like, things that directly helped influence the business with skills and and experiences. So, it's it really has played a, a huge part um, in the business. That's really so. cool. Um. Brand of the week. Brand of the week. Yeah. Let's the week. Wait, hold on. Do you have to shout out our sponsors? Yeah, I probably. Oh, have to, I I've been saving up. You can be our sponsor. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. I got you. I got a gift wow. card. Wow. Yeah. Got you a gift card. So uh, I'll take it. Um, we would absolutely take it. <laughs> drive. Um. So first sponsor. Uh, we are very thankful that we get to post up in selfie photography Jacksonville. Um. 
they provide us a nice location that's usually for uh, video backgrounds, but I'm a doofus and um, you probably won't hear the part before where my phone died and like pointed at the mm-hmm. ceiling, but you're hearing from me now that uh, this is an audio only exclusive. And so, uh, but most of the time you get to see the beautiful background of uh, selfie photography and uh, we're just really thankful for them opening up their business. So you should come support them, check them out, take some selfies with your friends. And if you don't have friends, bring your family. And if you don't have family, bring I'll, your cat. I'll be your family. Invite me. <laughs> Invite us. That's cool. I'll come out. I'll be your trap. Um, second sponsor, <laughs> uh, if we're talking about uh, businesses, which we pretty much have been all podcasts, y'all should check out Auxilium. Um, you can find them at oxag.com and get a completely free consultation. Uh, so we do anything from bookkeeping, which is a huge need from what I know about being a restaurant owner. A lot of times they try to do their own books. I strongly encourage you not to do that. Um, because first of all, your time doesn't need to spend that be spent that way. And second of all, uh, we will, uh, do it in a way that you will, um, look back on and be really grateful that you spent the money on. But uh, yeah, we, we do anything from bookkeeping to growing your business to assisting you with marketing. And um, if you need any marketing assistance, uh, please reach out to us at letsnackpodcast at gmail.com because all of us are interested in helping your business out or even having you on the podcast if you are interested in that. Um, I think... That does it for the sponsors. So let's uh, slide into uh, brand of the week. Haley, you sang last week, and I really liked it. I sang. You were like, Shame. you were like brand of the week. I did that. You, uh, Haley, did it last Ooh, week. Awkward. Brand, let's do it together. brand of the week. You both did. Woo! Now that I'm remembering, there you go. I like that. Um, All right. So Cody, def- you you've listened to the Let's Snack podcast a time or two. I have, but I've actually never heard y'all close it out. Okay, so... Uh, he said we were so boring that he didn't finish. Jane! <laughs> Burn! Probably me. Wow. Um, but, so... Wait, it was longer than five minutes? I kind of liked... <laughs> I kind of. It's not it a short-term video. He made it through the. Hey guys, this is Let's Not Podcast. Oh, the Let's Not Podcast. Oh, it's just Evan. <laughs> People hear the yelling and they're like, "Nope." And we're done. Um, and scene. So I actually liked what we did last week. So I'd love for you to give a spot for uh, your businesses, and then uh, we're each going to highlight a brand that we want to highlight this week so you want to give a spot to uh blazing buffalo and let's be frank or you can shout someone else out like some a friend or we can also hit you we can uh hit you last if you want to think about it yeah we do have time to prepare because fyi like franklin my dear is closed because we swapped it back to blazing to be mobile i'm okay with that yeah because yes, I like yeah. more opportunities to get blazing. Yes. I know, but I'm, I'm that's sad gonna if you get a hot dog. That's know, true. I never did try we that. We are trying to get our own trailer for that one. Yes. So that doesn't it's even like, surprise it's, me. It's so like, on the DL, it might be on the up. An up yeah, so but at the same time, I'm waiting really for well my food cost to... Yeah, I'm just trying to be down. as hip as this dad is over here. You're oh, I'm so hip. So hip. I'm so hip. <laughs> the hippest. Man, boy. Okay, so uh, Haley, you want to go first? You got one ready? Um, I'm just going to cut one off the fly, and I'm going to hit up my favorite restaurant, 
well, like yeah, my favorite Vietnamese it. food restaurant, because I have a lot of favorite restaurants in Jacksonville. But my favorite local Vietnamese food restaurant is Nudo. It's on San Jose. I think I've told you guys about this place. It is so great. And Just I've been craving times. it, so it's all that's on my mind right now. And it's possibly going to be cold in Jacksonville one day. So, Maybe someday. Yeah, yeah, like in February. So I'm just really craving some good pho soup and their spring rolls. And I'm just going to dream of that tonight. So that's my brand of the week. And I love them. They're great. My brand of the week is Strings Sports Bar. I love Strings. In Springfield. And... Evan's going to hate me, not hate me for saying this, but he's going to be like, oh, yeah. I like it because they obviously highlight the food. and They have a great food menu. Yeah, it's amazing. And that the beers good. are great. The beers and are good, too. The environment's awesome. But, like, I know that people, like, have adopted people, like, have adopted kids because of how they do their social media. And, like, I know more about the staff, and I just think it's adorable. That's yeah. That's I don't awesome. Know. Their food, for especially for a sports bar, is very is it, like elevated. And they yeah, might be the reason sure. that Springfield has like a uprising. Yes, you know? I, totally I don't know. That. There's a bunch of good restaurants, but I think but I agree that they're solid. They need to make it a franchise and come closer to me. Shout so out to Anthony Garcia who works for Strings. Oh, oh I, I yeah. love Anthony Yo, Garcia. Anthony I know him. He's the, the homie. Wait, you connected me with him. Yeah, he was That's great. right, because he worked for you. And He's a really good him, guy. And then you're like, hey, if anybody you go, needs, Anthony. here's his number. He is a great guy. Fan, <laughs> ooh, fantastic. Um, oh. Yeah. No, that's solid. What? I, I, yeah, I'm going to go first. That's fine. <laughs> um, so my brand of the week is, uh, I just want to give a shout out to my bro, Matt Moberg. Mm-hmm. Downtown at Back to the Grind downtown. I'm going to go tomorrow and get me an ice mocha because I think that's my, I didn't go last week because I, for whatever, I was rabid with the fitness bug. But uh, what I is Faber's gonna get tomorrow? Nothing. She's been mean to me. Just kidding. <laughs> I'll probably bring her something because I'm wet. Yikes. Where's Avi to meditate? Yeah, no, <laughs> mediate for us. Mediate. <laughs> um, but he, the man, does a really great uh, like coffee. Like I, I guess I can't really speak to the quality of coffee, but I've heard other people say he has really great coffee, so it's probably. Um, a better, but Wait, I really like Why can't like you it. speak to the quality of the coffee? Because I drink chalky milk, basically. <laughs> <laughs> He's and saying his taste buds aren't the best. Yeah, right. Right. His, the coffee. his doctor is like, you're just made of chocolate milk and you, Your blood <laughs> runs thick with chocolate milk. But uh, I also, his milkshakes are amazing. If you're not there in the morning, I'm going to go in the morning. Milkshakes. His milkshakes banana bring all the boys to the yard. Mm. Oh, the banana pudding milkshake I heard mm. was next Nutella. level. And he started making desserts, which I heard were also really Ooh. good. But I, I got to maybe go a little later to get some of that. Uh, that being said, that's kind of my Wednesday morning <laughs> routine um, now is to just head downtown. I play a little Pokemon Go. <coughs> I don't know if I'm going to do that tomorrow or not. Probably. It's, it's calming. And then I get I get me a Chalky Milk from Uncle Matt. Chalky Milk? Yeah. From and, Uncle Matt. Yeah. If, if you can taste the coffee, it's not good enough. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's not true. I, he's, his coffee is like, you know how, like, You'll have like something from like a legit coffee shop, and you can taste the coffee, and you kind of start to appreciate it. That's the phase I'm in. So like, I actually really do enjoy his stuff. And again, he's the nicest guy, and you should definitely support him if if you're downtown or anywhere near it. So that is uh, my brand of the week. 
That's what's up. I got a few brands rapid fire. I got go. Gus with uh, Umami Gus, 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 Gus. I love Gus. Gus is awesome. To repeat, that is Umami Curry down <laughs> umami in Mandarin. Curry. Don't go. His food is so good. <laughs> so good. Uh, I had the honor of working with Chef Levi with Karai mm-hmm. Bistro with him on his rebranding. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Uh, Chef Levi's just uh-huh. cream of the crop. Uh, really incredible guy. The creamiest crop. Creamiest crop. <laughs> Uh, and then you got, uh, oh man, what is her name? Dropping the ball right here. You got the uh, owner of the 7 Eleven on Old St. Augustine Road. Man, she is running that place, man. Yeah. Everybody in line knows her. Like, she's just like, holy crap. She's like, a cashier, the owner. I feel like she's the owner. And she acts cashier. like the owner. I don't know. That's the thing. Okay. She's she's pretty like she's young ish. You this know, is like the most specific brand of the week. <laughs> I would like to think no, Walmart uh, Greener. She's just talking up everybody. And then lastly, man, I've been thinking a lot about this bok bok chicken. Corey uh, Matthews. Corey. He is an engaged man. An wow, engagement. from Boy Meets World. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Topanga and Corey. <laughs> Yo, like, just watching him and hearing his story, like, he is just really mm-hmm. trying to just be Maybe an awesome example. Him up. Like, be a good one. I really want Gus Bus on here. Yo, Gus you, Bus. Gus, and Levi. Man, I'm getting all these cool. ideas for podcast guests Yo, now. Special. Yeah, you guys better keep listening so we can keep doing this. And then you got to get Aristotle because <laughs> he has a cool name for us, which I Yeah, yeah we want Aristotle. Text. We want to do, like, a, He's a double week, with Aristotle and his girlfriend, Ashley. Yeah. The smiliest couple I know. That's true. That is pretty smiley. He's I got think nice that's teeth. All. I think that's all. <laughs> you don't want to shout out. <laughs> oh, yo! The bad Laura, 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 the cashier at Publix on Old St. Augustine Road. Lord! Yo, like, nights before Lila was born. Like, I'm just buying all this stuff. She's like, your wife's pregnant? <laughs> I'm like, or like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, she's about to pop. And then... Like, I bump into her on the food truck. So, I've met this lady. Like, mm-hmm. we've crossed paths, like, over three years. Uh-huh. All right? Laura, who used to work on the old St. Augustine Road. Okay. Okay. Hope you're listening, I'm Laura. I'm loosely following. <laughs> <laughs> I loosely know Laura. It's past my bedtime, yeah. Okay. I know that. I thought um, you were going to say she, like, brought you food to your house after Natalie delivered. But it wasn't going uh, there. We were story ended up And story. now I can't even, like, you know, I got a little teary-eyed when we were talking about strings. And now I, like, I'm just kind of, like, shaking my head. Yeah, that would have been creepy because she's a cashier. <laughs> so I don't give my she address She's looking at your credit card. <laughs> I don't give my address out there. When is when does Layla start cashiering? That's the question. Bro, she's cashiering now. Oh, like, yeah? She's, yeah, she's bringing in the money. She doesn't give change back. <laughs> <laughs> she is a, a brilliant business decision. Yeah, she doesn't People give change back. People don't care either. Yeah, they're like, she's too cute to steal That's from. right. Yeah, no, she loves working on yeah. uh, Daddy's truck. So. Aww. Well, cool. Uh, I'm happy we had you on here, Cody. Well, thanks for um, having me. We, uh, so I do with uh, Auxilium, one of our sponsors, I do a business podcast that talks strictly business. And if you have time, we'd love to have you on there as awesome. well. Awesome. I'd love that, man. Uh, but, yeah, thank you for uh, donating your time. Anyone else got anything else before we uh, sign off? No. Don't do drugs and stay in school. Don't do drugs, stay in school. Shout out to Laura. Saint Old Saint Augustine is popping with some random people that are really cool. So probably from Ocala, right? <laughs> that are eating their um, yeah. what did you call that last week? The 
Castillo A. Pepe? Castillo A. Pepe. Yeah, whatever. All right, see you guys later. See you next week. Bye.